0: Honest information about living a healthy lifestyle on RadioMD.com. It's time for Naturally Savvy with natural visionary Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis.
1: You know, the winter and late fall can bring on a lot of fun things. You've got the holidays and then it snows if you're in a snowy area and you can play in the snow and you can have a lot of fun. But there are some downsides, mainly the flu. Holy cow, I got the flu, Andrea, about five years ago. I honestly thought I was going to die. It was like I couldn't lift my head for like five days. I was dizzy. It was the muscle aches, the whole nine yards. So I will do anything to prevent the flu. So joining us is Dr. Ken Redcross. We're going to talk about flu fallacies and getting flu ready. Hello, Dr. Redcross. We're so thrilled to have you.
2: Oh, hello, guys. How are you? And thank you for having me on. Hello, everyone out there.
1: Hello, uh, We're doing great. All right. So let's jump right in. I know that you have seven common, there's seven common flu symptoms to be alert. And then you've got an ultimate flu survival pack. So we only got, is a short interview. So just jump right in and tell us what we can do to help prevent the flu.
2: All right, guys. So let's jump in, like you guys said. So some of the symptoms we need to watch out for the flu. Obviously, we need to watch out for the runny nose, stuffy nose, also the cough, and a low-grade fever. Keep in mind, it doesn't have to be a high high fever. It can just be one in where you feel chills. Another symptom, fatigue, headaches. Um, in kids, you may see that they're vomiting and also nausea. So these are tough because these are some symptoms that we can see with common colds as well. But with the flu, the big one I look out for are those body aches. If those body aches are around, I want us to really think about the flu first.
1: All right. If we and move then, on to,
2: oh, I'm sorry, oh, guys. Go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, was, keep on going, and what can we do to help?
2: Yeah. So, what I was going to say is, we always talk about things such as the flu vaccine for prevention. But the key is, what do we do when we come down with these things, like you guys were talking about before? I have four things that I'd love in my flu survival pack. One is the probiotic. We all know that probiotics are good for us, but a lot of us don't understand that when we get sick, we lose a lot of the good bacteria in our gut. And the probiotic can kind of help to replenish those bacteria that are really helpful in us fighting infection. The second thing I have in my kit is Oscillo. Oscillo is probably my favorite remedy here. It is a homeopathic remedy. And I love it because there's some good studies around it that shows that it does decrease the severity and the duration of illness. It's easy to find. It's been used for years now, especially over in Europe. I also like the fact that I can use it in little kids two years and older. You guys may recall some years ago, we were having some challenges of what we could give our kids. This is something to where Oscillo has a great place. The other thing that I have here in my kit is good old chicken noodle soup, just to prove to us that mom is always right. Um, and the chicken noodle soup actually has some medicinal properties, such as decreasing the white blood cell migration to our lungs, where it causes the cough, into our nasal passages, where we get that pesky sneezing lots of times. And last but not least, the part of the flu survival pack is zinc. Zinc is an important mineral just in general for the immune system. So you can imagine that when we come down with these things that zinc is wonderful to help boost our immune system back up.
0: You know, so I just have a couple of questions for you. So first of all, probiotics, we're a big fan of probiotics. And this month, BioK, who's one of our sponsors, is sponsoring Naturally Savvy Radio and they make probiotics. So anytime we could take probiotics, I'm a big fan of. So absolutely. And Oslo, funny enough, we used to work with Boyron. So we're very familiar with Oslo oh, Coccinum. Wow. And I love that product. You know, and it's funny because as soon as I feel any body ache, it's my first line of defense. I go right to it and I'd give it to my kids as well. So like you said, they have a kid's remedy, which I do think it's great. And it works. I mean, And that's what I love about Oslo, that it actually works. So I love that you brought that up. Now, chicken noodle soup. I just have a question about that because we're about to have an article on our site about it. The properties, you mentioned about, you know, having some research behind it. You know, what is it that's giving... The medicinal properties to chicken soup is it from the broth? Is well, it from the chicken itself that's in the broth? What is a little tell us a little bit about the studies behind it
2: let me tell you let me tell you that is a wonderful question because the best answer I can give you is that
0: I don't think they know
2: yet. We're thinking that it tends to be some of the some of the immune building cells from the marrow. That's the best place I can mm, okay. think about because they did a study with chicken noodle soup versus just warm water. They both are able to, in a sense, clear some of the nasal patches. That's just a function of just the heat itself. But they didn't get better um, as they did with the chicken noodle soup quicker. So that let us know that it's probably better. Once again, my practice is very natural as well. I talk to everyone about really making their own chicken noodle soup as well, not necessarily just buying Um, in the can but um, we're thinking it's probably the marrow where we're maybe getting some of the immune cells from the chicken Hmm. that may be playing a part but once again the studies are all over the place
0: interesting and then when it comes to zinc you were mentioning zinc before do you think the best way to take it is through a supplement a capsule a tablet like what what do you or is it food what's the best way that you recommend that we get zinc and how much should we be taking a day
2: well, you know, the zinc, as far as what's recommended, a lot of the zinc tablets that are out there, you'll see it's around uh, 20 micrograms or, I'm sorry, milligrams or so. It just varies. As far as the formulations of zinc, I personally like the tablets. Um, I like the tablets because it's almost a reminder that you're trying to get well. Therefore, you need to eat and drink and stay hydrated and that sort of thing. Um, some people also like the pills, but the tablet tends to be the one that most of my patients actually prefer. There's no difference in efficacy or, or as well that it helps, but I just like it um, because a lot of my patients tend to kind of remember that, hey, I'm trying to get well here, so I better make some good choices um, with, the, with the tablets themselves that dissolve.
1: Now, Dr. Red Cross, this is in the last couple of minutes. I'm curious about the flu shot. My husband's gotten his. My daughter had the intranasal spray. I'm going to get mine. Uh, do you think it's important?
2: I do. And once so do again, think, it's a little tough. Well, Yeah, I I, I do some years because some years we do a better job of of having the vaccine. Now, it also depends on your household. If you have little kids or elderly folks in your house, it's extremely important to consider uh, getting immunized so that you do not give them uh, the flu either. This year it's been quiet, you know, knock on wood. It's been a quiet season thus far, but everyone, please remember that the flu season can go all the way out to May. So, you know, make sure that if you've been very fortunate to this point, that's okay, but we still have some months left.
0: Very interesting. So in terms of let's say for those who are listening, who don't want to get the actual flu shot, you talked about those four ingredients once people get sick. What about in terms of prevention? Would they be similar? And I know Oslo is more once they feel some type of symptom, but probiotics would definitely be something that would help prevent Um, anything else that you recommend that you'd have in your suitcase for prevention if they didn't want to take an actual flu shot.
2: Yeah, I can't really say that anything as far as in studies that are really good for prevention per se, except in making sure, and this isn't, you know, rocket science here, but it's really washing your hands. Um, we mm-hmm. give these viruses to ourselves. We rub our nose. We rub our eyes, that sort of thing. So as far as prevention, um, besides the flu shot, it's going to be making sure you you wash your hands and, and you're very cognizant of being around um, people that you think may be coming down with something in the workplace or at home, that sort of thing. But please just remember, washing your hands may seem simple, but it can really, really mean a lot.
0: Oh, absolutely. And some of the things I know that I've come across in my research, for those of you who are listening, vitamin D is really great. I know that having optimal levels of vitamin D can really help prevent with the flu. Vitamins and minerals, making sure that we're getting our nutrients because so many of us are deficient in nutrients and getting those. And, of course, the probiotics like we talked about. And I do love that you said about washing your hands. Exercise absolutely getting up you know uh, getting enough exercise in to help boost our immune system and rest. and it 's funny and rest and rest, yes, stress less right meditation, yoga, any type of something that 's going to help us stress a little bit less always helps, of course, to help boost our immune system, and for those of you with kids who are in school, you know if you 're giving them some type of hand sanitizer, please make sure that it 's a natural one a lot there 's a lot out there that has thymol in it, which is um, a natural. Uh, oil, essential oil that they can use now that kills up to 99% of germs. So making sure that you stay away from anything that has chemicals in it. So those, you know, th- that would be some important tips I think that we would have as well. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Red Cross. You can visit Dr. Red Cross at his website at drredcross.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at drredcross. I'm Andrew Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. This is Naturally Savvy Radio on Radio MD. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Your Radio MD and at Naturally Savvy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay strong this cold and flu season and stay well. And if you'd like to listen to past shows, visit YourRadioMD.com and look for Naturally Savvy. Stay well.